you know, you have Kirk who gets hit with the sledgehammer and then you have Pam who comes in and that's when... Again, violating a rule. If, like, just, do not go into a house where your boyfriend has previously disappeared and is not answering you people. Like, that is no. Like, if your boyfriend doesn't answer you, you don't go in after him. You go back, you get the rest of your friends, like maybe you call the police, like you, whatever. But do not go looking for him. That will not end well. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, which meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror section of our local video store in our quest to survive and to ensure we end up as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking them down one by one, geeking out about all of the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. This is episode 15. This is the first podcast from Indie Popcorn recording here at the Circus, and this episode is about... 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Could you be slightly less excited? I'm like so excited. Just, I mean, just you're like shaking in your seat. I am. I'm gritting like you wouldn't believe. I'm so excited the to episode, talk about this movie. The episode title is My Family Has Always Been in Meat. Yeah. And that's uh, about as into it as I am. That's but. about as into it as Marion's going to get. <laughs> so, okay. So the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so when we were going through the movies the first time for the notebook, Marion really didn't want to watch this movie. I was like, no. And I was like, no. we got to watch it because no. it's on the shelf. It's our goal for the year. Mm-mm. So I play it a kind of mean trick where I was like, on my birthday, we could watch any movie I want because it's my birthday. So And I was my- like, oh, okay. And so on my birthday, we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Marion will never watch it again. No. I was like, yeah, I remember it ended. And I, yeah, I turned to you and I was like, I am never doing that again. Like, nope, not one time. You may have all the birthdays, Julia, but I'm not doing that again. Um, so I pulled that birthday card you for, did. for you, Leatherface. You did. And I mean, oops, and at least like I can talk about this now. But like, man, that was, that was a thing. That was a whole thing. So, uh, so um, I, I, so I just went to go see this movie again uh, a few mm. weeks ago. Just played, uh, and I got to see it uh, on the big screen, which I cannot even imagine. Like that is so ridiculous on the big screen by myself, <sighs> um, and I felt shell shocked when I walked out. Correct. Yes. Like I was like, wh- like I, I wasn't in reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> Okay. So, so this film, okay, so they say this film is based on a true story, um, which it's not. Um, yeah, it is, it's got this opening title card. Right. Okay, so the title card, which is read by John Larroquette, who said he's never seen the film, first of all. Hilarious. Second of all, they paid him with a joint. Amazing. That's mm-hmm. that's how it does. Yeah, but he reads this title card that's like... Are you ready for the title card? Because oh, I wrote oh, it down. Oh, you're going to read it to me? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. This, okay. this is an awesome title this is, card. This is about as much of this movie as I'm going to see again, so take it away, Julia. I'm, I'm in hog's heaven here. So happy. <laughs> The film, which you are about to see, is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particularly Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they used to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm having like flashbacks right now as you're like, um, reading this to me. That's funny you said that because, okay, so I, I don't, I didn't remember the opening shot. So you, the, mm. the, 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 there's this noise that they use in this film and it's like, 
like that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's like this horror, but it's like metallic. Noise? No, um, it's so I read that Toby Hooper like tried to make a lot of the sounds sound like what you would hear in a slaughterhouse because a slaughterhouse oh, I know pays, about. Uh-huh. pays a lot of, there's right. a lot of about that. And, um, Rather so there, than like score, it's like... Yeah, there is, there's some music in it, but mostly it's just horrible noises. And right. there's that noise. And then there's this like flashbulb shot of a dead hand. And I kind of oh, had yeah. forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then I was in there in that big theater and I was on the big screen and I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. It was like total uh-huh. flashback. Where I was like, oh my God, I forgot how I'm in for like the next 90 minutes. They're going to be so incredibly horrifying. Yeah. Um, but I love it. Um, so this movie, uh, so the true story that they're talking about, right. they're talking about Ed Gein, mm-hmm. who was a uh, killer in Plainfield, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. who was the the quiet guy next door, totally. who inspired Psycho and Hannibal and all of these guys, because basically right. what he did, is he did he killed two, two women. So he is mm-hmm. a serial killer, but, you know, low numbers for a serial killer. Sure. Mainly he was into grave robbing. So... What he did was uh, dig up a bunch of uh, women, all women, and basically created a woman's suit, which he would wear around. And furniture, right? And he made, uh, yes, uh, he made uh, clothing, he made uh, lamps, he made chairs, he made, he ate out of skulls, like the most, and and this was, and he was in love with his mother, and so this is where like the, you know, psycho kind of thing comes in, where you get the Bates uh, mother fixation, but he basically wanted to be his mother, that's Mm -hmm. why he was wearing these, like, women's suits, so this, so although there is that true story behind all of this, Mm -hmm. this did not actually happen. Right, yeah, they're Um, gonna take full advantage of full advantage, and it's actually clever in a sort of, like, you know, way before kind of Blair Witch style, where it's like this thing where you're gonna scare people more because you're gonna this movie is shot in a very kind of you know I suppose sort of cinema verite kind of way but you have this thing on it be like P.S. this happened definitely happened all of this happened and then show this film in this kind of style and just to scare the pants off people even more so you get um you get a group of kids who are driving on to right. go uh visit their family's ancestral home mm-hmm. um there is a so crazy ralph who is the character in friday <laughs> the 13th who tells uh-huh. everyone they're doomed there's a there is a crazy ralph in the beginning of this movie this drunk guy who tells them like he knows what's going right, to happen yeah. to them um, but of course, nobody ever pays attention and yeah. onward they go. Um, and the beginning, I will say too, it's like it has this kind of like, because it has like these opening shots of like, you know, the, a corpse that's been uh, like mounted on a tombstone or something. Yeah, they're like making then, art pieces with the de- dead bodies. I mean, it's like, like part of the... And that's like the opening shot of this movie. Yeah. You're like, Ugh, whatever movie. And then it's like immediately into this like dead armadillo on a road. And then it's, so it's like all these sort of like really macabre, like garish images and then it cuts right to like the van with like where we see like one of our characters who's in a wheelchair. Right. So it's like gross, 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 gross wheelchair kid. And you're like, well, that, that's just not going to be good. Like, that's not, you know. But I think this movie for me like wins as being like the scariest movie from second fucking one. No, you're right. Like I will that totally give op- you that. Just like, you know, you have opening shots of dead body and then it leads yeah. to like horrible dead body no. statue thing. I will say this movie probably more so than almost anything we will cover there there are so many lessons to surviving horror movies that are just woefully violated in this and i'm going to go through all of them um that just from the outset that you're just like no 
No, absolutely not. And ca- these characters break these rules over and over again because there's so much foreboding in this movie yeah. from shot one. But just even as you go, it's just like, what What are you doing? What's the, you know, like the signs are there for these kids to get out of the situation at so many different levels. Well, you know, the, fir- the first one being is that probably you don't pick up the super crazy looking hitchhiker who's standing in front of the slaughterhouse to be picked up. Who, who turn- is the craziest yeah. looking dude in the He's entire world. awesome. And like the worst hitchhiker on in cinema history like i know we have the hitcher with redger Hauer and c thomas howell i would pick up like nine redger Hauer's yes. versus this guy you know who's so crazy that he uh he slices his own hand open but doesn't isn't his face covered in blood when they pick him up no he has a big birthmark oh, on the birthmark. side of his face oh okay gotcha um but he has like a big and so he he stabs he cuts himself stabs the guy in the wheelchair but he cuts himself like for fun gleefully right? laughing as yeah. he's doing it like hey guys who just picked me up you know to cut my own hand and and then takes a picture of them and then when they won't pay him burns the picture and then they ended up uh, kicking him out where he smears his blood all over right but he like 100 percent that performance is excellent because already you're like okay people around here are fucked up totally and th- again thing one like thing one these kids picked this guy up it's 1974 i guess but it's like you know i feel like that guy looks so crazy from the outset like you can pick up hitchhikers you're just not gonna pick up that hitchhiker well, in 1974 Pam, one of the girls is like no, no but everybody's yeah. like eh, it's eh, fine it's all right but then again it's like that went poorly like he yeah he stabs franklin in the arm and then like they just keep going with their afternoon they're just like wow that was really crazy Anyway, on to like, let's keep going to the homestead. Like, I feel like that would be like, you guys, it's crazy. Turn around. Like, the, the afternoon is over. Like, but nope, not for them. They just keep going. No, they're going to keep going to uh, go, to go find this house. So they find this house. So uh, Franklin is this interesting character because he's uh, he's not a very nice guy. He's just so strange. He's very, in, like, he's he loves, he, like, likes talking about the slaughterhouse and how they're, like, they, you know, he describes very vividly yeah. how they're killing the animals and, you know, hitting them with a sledgehammer and they usually and don't like, die on the first swing. And, and which method is better? Like, right. is it better to air gun them or is it better to And the hitchhiker them? brings out pictures that he's taken of inside the slaughterhouse and Franklin's just kind of into it, like trying to make everybody see it. So he's kind of a weird character. He is kind of a weird character, especially since he's obviously meant to be like the super vulnerable, like, you know, you know, like you've got our two girls, we've got our two boyfriends, and right. then we have like Franklin, the brother. The invalid brother. The literal fifth wheel. The literal. It's true. But um, it actually oh. is, though. It actually is. Um, <laughs> but but I think it's so weird. But rather than make him just like a super vulnerable, just be like, you guys, da-da-da. Like, he's the one who's really kind of into this kind of really gruesome stuff that's really going to figure very prominently into what's going to happen to these guys. It's kind of strange. So, it, but it, again, I, you know, we have our radishes and our randies that we love that are like, they're into it mm-hmm. and we think that that'll make them survive and then it never does. So yeah, I, I waffle back and forth on whether or not learning about this actually will help us in the end because there's so many people who just like, yeah, I'm into it, but then I'm just going to die really tough. But the problem is because they're super into it, so they know all the rules, but they break them anyway. And so that's, I feel like, your problem. It's like, you can't, it's not good enough to know them. You have to actually do it, people. You have to actually do it. Otherwise, all that knowledge is for nothing. So um, Pam and Kirk, who are two of the to the the youths, uh, go off the youths, to, the uh-huh. youths uh-huh. Um, go off uh, to find a creek. So wait, which, so we have we have Pam and Kirk, and then we have Sally, who's and like, her boyfriend Jerry, and her boyfriend Jerry, and okay. then there's Franklin. Sally, another long line of girls whose names end with Y. Exactly. Um, so always always happens. Don't understand. Always happens. They stop at a gas station, which is out of gas. So they decide to go on, and um, Kirk's very nervous. They're going to run out of gas before they can get back to where they 
they're, they're out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they hear a generator and they go over to explore to see if they can maybe get some gas. This movie turns... It's just the sound of a generator, and it's the most terrifying sound. Yeah, because you don't hear anything else, right? It's like them approaching this house and being like, oh, we can get gas. And there's just, there doesn't seem to be any movement. There doesn't no. seem to be, like, you're not sure if people are living there, but you just hear this generator. And they, and Toby Hooper, like, that generator is in the background of a lot of shots. And, yeah. like, it just, it's really fucking creepy. So yeah. there, there's the banging on the door, you know, is anybody home? But there's also, they find, remember they find a tooth on the porch? Yes. And he throws it at her? Again, guys, like, if you are in a creepy, like, semi, seemingly abandoned farmhouse, and you're knocking to see if anybody's there, and a bunch of strangers you don't know... You find a human tooth on the porch, you're done. You're done. The afternoon is wrapped. Like we are, we are back in the van. We are, you know, or we are walking, or we are whatever. Like I just feel like if I was Pam, and my boyfriend was like, "Hey, I have something for you," and puts a fucking tooth in my hand, we're done. We're so done. Yeah, like I'm like, we break up immediately. Yeah, fuck you. And also, I'm leaving the house right now because, like, that is, you know, you don't just accidentally find human teeth lying around. That is not a thing. I guess you could maybe think it was some sort of animal tooth. It's, but it's definitely. It's 100% like a person's yeah, tooth, is. you know? So tooth. then they're like, well, we found a tooth. Let's just keep knocking on this door. Also, let's open this door. Also, let's go inside this house. Yes. Like, what? it's It's, I mean, we, we when Guys. you find a creepy house, do Ugh. not go in. There has been, when horror movie survival guide rule number one, creepy house, don't go in. Creepy house with human tooth on the porch? Definitely don't go in. With generator? Mm-mm. No. no. I mean, and there's just, just so like many a signs. sea of abandoned cars that are there as well. And then also when I, because Kirk goes in first, right? Yeah. So then when Kirk goes in and the inside of the house is just gross and there's like dead bones and stuff and you see at the end of this hallway like skulls mounted in what looks kind of like another hallway. They just keep going. Yeah, like he just he, just, he, just, he yeah. keeps being like, "Hello." He's kind of Hello? interested by it. People who give me gas who clearly live in this house who are normal, definitely not. You know, it's like, God, I just it's kind of infuriating. You're just like you guys, like nothing good is here, no. and they just and they just keep going. And uh, as as Franklin uh, described so eloquently in the van earlier, where we have uh, an animal being killed with a sledgehammer, where it doesn't get it doesn't get killed on the first try. So Leatherface yeah. just kind of jumps into frame and Gunnar Hansen is just this huge beast of a man yeah. wearing a human face uh, that yeah. t- takes a sledgehammer to Kirk's skull. And so like... The it thing, happens so fast. It happens really fast. And yeah. there's like a shot of Kirk kind of like convulsing on the ground and then they hit him again and he's done. Um, but th- and then he drags him. He drags him and then slides the door shut. There's, there's The thing about this movie that's very interesting is that there's actually a lot of the violence happens like kind of just off camera. Yeah. Like you don't really see him get hit. And the, it's, so it's, it's, very, it's very smooth. It's very interesting. Yeah, I know. I, and that's interesting. And I do think this movie, definitely in my mind, I think I feel like I have seen a lot more than I have. Yes. I think it's one of those things where you you visualize it and you see like horror, but you actually don't see that much. But I also think that like the touches that he puts in, you know, rather than like a hammer conducting skull, the touches of like him twitching on the ground like that are just so much more like horrific and just impactful. And it's just, it's 100% over for Kirk and just really, and that the fact thing, the whole thing for... Leatherface kind of happens just like as a matter of course. Yeah. Like it's not like, haha, I gotcha, and I'm gonna taunt you with like some Krugerisms. Da, 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 like gives no cares. Yeah. No cares. Just like, oh, you're in my house. Oh, we're hungry. Oh, 
down you go. Yeah, he legitimately and slams the door and that's it. Seems kind of surprised. Like, yeah. He's like, hey, they've wandered into my house. This yeah. is great. I don't even have to go out and get Totally. Anybody. It's just like a deer came into the house and was just like, ah, oh, save me some time. You know, like just something so crazy. I notice about Leatherface while watching on a big screen Leatherface wears a tie. Do you know that? Is that true? He fucking wears a tie. He does. The whole movie. What kind of tie? Like, it's like a it? black tie. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I was like, okay, that's an interesting choice. Leatherface wearing a tie. Um, interesting. They okay. do call him Leatherface in the film, by the way. They do? Yes, they do. So his brother, who was the hitchhiker, right. calls him Leatherface. He does? Mm-hmm. I have no memory of that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a legitimate in oh, the movie okay. thing. Um, and I think it's great that he... <laughs> Our producer showing Marion a picture of him wearing and a tie. I'm going totally. See? What? Yeah, tie. Huh. He, tra- he changes into, into Thanks, a blazer uh-huh. for the dinner scene. So he like dresses for dinner. He's got kind of. Oh my god! No, when he dresses like the mom. Okay, I know we're gonna get to that later. We'll get just to that like, later. Um, movie. I-, I would just like to appreciate Leatherface if we can for a second because this is a such a, a unique killer who. Like for me, outdoes Jason or or Michael like yeah. so well because no. he's mm-hmm. clearly so insane, and yeah. they've made they've made him he he doesn't ever speak but he does kind of gibberish Grunt? like he uh, does uh, yeah. like there, there's later Noises. when he's wearing like there's a he changes faces several times throughout right. the film and one of the faces has makeup on and so he's kind of, kind of like a womany yeah. gibberish mm-hmm. which is. So much more terrifying than just stoic silence. No, because it's kind of like, it's like a psychotic, mentally handicapped grown yes. man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's just enormous and like does, st- like what's interesting about Leatherface is I don't think he really even knows like right from wrong. No. Like I don't think he gets what he's doing at all. Like he's just insane, but not like in a, I'm gleefully enjoying my evilness. Like it's just, just what we do. It's so functionary for him. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the, the kills happen very quickly. Yes. And very just like, there's no, and that's one of the things I will say to this movie. Like, and I totally mean this in, I guess a good way, because I think it's why this movie upsets me so much. This movie is totally heartless. Yeah. Like just totally heartless. Like there's no, you know, there's like the, the one briefest glimpse of compassion at the end of this movie, which helps a character. And aside from that, like there's just, there's nothing like not in the way that it handles either the killers or their victims. Yes. It's just, there's no pity. I love it. And, and, no, I, and no thought, no conscious thought, you know? And also no, I, you know, I think about it and I think about last house on the left and I think about Texas chainsaw, they kind of like group together in my mind. Totally. Last house on the left had the first chainsaw killing in it. And, mm-hmm. but the thing, the kind of, downside on Last House on the Left is you have the fucking comic cop characters. Yeah, I know. Who like just, and Texas Chainsaw is like, fuck that. We're, there's no comic relief. What's the point of there's that? There's no relief, period. Right. We're going to start and we're not going to stop for the rest of the fucking movie. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I like that, yeah. the mm-hmm. brutalness of it. And yeah. so, you know, you have Kirk who gets hit with the sledgehammer and then you have Pam who comes in and that's when... Again, violating a rule. If like, just, do not go into a house where your boyfriend has previously disappeared and is not answering you people. Like that is no. Like if your boyfriend doesn't answer you you don't go in after him you go back you get the rest of your friends like maybe you call the police like you whatever but do not go looking for him that will not end well and then you will stumble into a room which is just uh feathers and bones and just all of these i mean just these crazy cuts of these art pieces they've made from and and furniture furniture, and mobiles made from hands and like is that the uh, chicken in a cage thing yes which again goes back to the sort of like mentally underdeveloped aspect of it because it's like there's not a bird in a bird cage they put a full chicken Mm -hmm. that is about the same size as the cage 
And then she's like, like, you can, you know, cut back and forth to her piecing together what exactly is happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Leatherface sees her and grabs her. So they they've this the woman who plays Pam is wearing kind of a backless top. Yeah, because it's, so, it's like, it takes place in Texas, Texas obviously, and, and it's and, like a thousand degrees. And, and when they shot it, it really was like a thousand degrees outside. And so there's like a lot of you noticing her back, and she's got a very yeah. nice back in this in this film, which uh, will make it only more horrific. So that he carries her inside and puts her on a meat hook, which is unbelievable. One of the most horrifying scenes, and her performance is like because just this noise that she's making, she's on the hook, she's trying to get off. Her boyfriend's in front of her, and this is when Leatherface finally brings out the chainsaw and starts chainsawing her boyfriend in front of her. Um, like, even as you're describing it, like, I remember watching this, and, like, like my stomach hurt, like, watching that. Yeah. And it's the beginning of what kills me about this movie, wherein what is done, and I'm a very, like, never-say-die kind of gal, uh, but what it, this, the characters are subjected to, more so later on, you're just like, just kill them. Yeah. Please just kill them. Like, I, I never so much have I willed for our heroes to die in this movie because what, especially like the whole meat hook thing, I'm like, you are kidding me with this man. Like, just, like, please just kill her, please. Because right. it's just, it's so bad. And it goes, and again, because I feel like this movie is so intentionally heartless, it goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's the brilliance of it. <sighs> So, yeah. um, so Jerry, uh, Sally's boyfriend gets, goes in, gets popped off and then, uh, Sally has to take Franklin they're trying to find, figure out what's going on. They're fighting over a flashlight and yeah. this very, you know, Sally's already kind of agitated. The day's already going badly. Things are not seeming right. And, and Franklin's super upset too, right? Cause he's like, again, you're like fifth wheel pun, like feels super like left out. And yeah. And, and no like he, can't, he can't go to where they are because he is in a wheelchair and right. they're in the middle of nowhere and right. he like, he le- legitimately is trapped and like can't right. get out and mm-hmm. They don't have the keys, so that's why they have to go after Jerry to try to get the keys to the van so that they can actually go right. somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, Leatherface does a does a surprise in in the woods and and chainsaws Franklin. But again, I bet in your head you see that and you don't actually see that. You kind of see the back. No, you see okay. kind of see the back of Franklin. You see like this chainsaw coming down, but there's you don't ever see any actual contact. The only contact you see of of chainsaw on flesh in this movie it's is, that end, is right? Leatherface chainsawing himself. Forget that. That's it. Okay. So it's very tricky because your brain will fill in those gaps even though it didn't actually happen. So yeah. that's when Sally starts her evening. Um, so uh, in the beginning of this movie, because it, it is, you know, Sally's pretty groovy. She's got some bell bones going on. And so like in the very beginning, there is a bit yeah. of like, oh, haha, it's kind of dated and everything. And then it just, when watching this, it, with an audience was so incredible because it's just you can feel everybody's so uncomfortable and so terrified and there's silence like there's yeah. nothing you get no you know because yeah, this people, is definitely not like a like cheer and throw your popcorn at the screen no. or like when the girls get killed or I guess anyone gets killed everyone's like yeah best no. kill ever mm-hmm. like it's just silent like what you know and Sally you, you have a character who who pretty much screams nonstop for about 45 minutes. Yeah, because they bring her in for this, like, it's like, you know, dinner time. And they well, like... they, there's, there's, there's like a chase sequence first. Oh, They're okay. taking her th- going through the woods, chasing her through the woods, and um, apparently it's this, this, this shoot was notoriously hellish. Yeah. In fact, that it was, you know, well over 100 degrees every mm-hmm. single day. They shot for 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And this... Yeah, because the budget's like... 300 grand is that yes, right it's yeah 300 grand. Um, so it was like to make maximum use it was like we're gonna go right. seven days a week 16 hours a day blah you know yeah 
but ended up making uh, thirty million. So I mean, you know, there's that. Um, so so Sally apparently, uh, Marilyn Burns, who plays uh, Sally, apparently got caught. Her hair got caught in branches, and like, there's a lot of her actual blood on herself <laughs> in this film. Uh-huh. Um, so she uh, she is taken back to the house where she runs upstairs and sees Grandpa. Uh, who we assume is dead, right. um, sitting across from Grandma, who is literally just a corpse in a dress. Right, but they both look like corpses. They both look like corpses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this this film is an, an excellent tease of having her, you think she gets away. Yeah. You know, she runs to the gas station, that guy lets her in. She should know he's handling her in a very creepy fashion, but, you know, she's traumatized. Yeah. Um, but turns out to be part of the family. So they call him, in the credits, they call him the old man. I don't know if he's supposed to be Leatherface and Hitchhiker's father. That's what I assume. And then there's Grandpa. So it's yeah, like that's a what I family, thought. It's like three generations. A family affair. Of, yeah. Which is an interesting an interest, an interesting angle. Of, yeah. Of the, and, and because also, you know, you have varying degrees of... Like the old man clearly knows what's happening. He mm-hmm. seemed, he's a very lucid guy. So he, but he won't do the killing. He makes them do the killing. He said, "Some I don't have any taste for it." Uh-huh. So he forces his sons to do the killing, and they're right. the ones who have the actual taste for it. He likes torturing, and when he kidnaps her, he has he ties her up. She's in like in a burlap sack, and he has a broom handle. He's been hitting her with a broom, uh-huh. uh, and then the broom handle breaks, and then he just starts stabbing, like poking her with this broom handle. So he's just this like sadistic character who yeah. just enjoys, and that's and that's part of what's so scary about it. like these yeah. people. There's the leather face where like he he has he's enjoying it because there's something exciting happening at home, but he doesn't really understand right. what's happening. But then you have the old man who does understand and is really enjoying it, and the hitchhiker who is really enjoying it. That's so funny. yeah, so again, I think you feel like you have on multiple levels because you have sort of. I mean, obviously, Leatherface is like our big bad, but he has so many cohorts. But like, even though they're all different, there is no talking your way out of it. There no. is no like they're you into just, it. And I think, and maybe that's also why you know she just. And that's like my clear memory of of this for this middle chunk of this film is that just she just doesn't stop screaming, yeah. nor should she. But like, it just I think purposely Toby Hooper really just she's on her like constantly and you just hear her screaming and screaming and screaming and, and it's screaming, just close up to her eyes and ever. her mouth and just like, yeah because just doesn't because the stop. horrors it doesn't stop and like mm-hmm. she you know she wakes up tied to a chair where the arms of her chair are the dead arms of a woman that she's putting her hands on top of dead person's hands right. so like there's so many layers of what's happening our producer's just shaking her head now mm-mm no, no, I no. totally feel you. I totally no. feel you. I mean, um, so the so the infamous scene uh, that most people probably remember is the dinner table scene. Yeah. So she wakes up to that's what's burned in my head. To them having dinner, um, we can guess what they're what they're feasting upon, um, which would be human flesh. In case that Del- wasn't delicious mashed potatoes and chocolate cake. Their their families in meat. Um, they've been maybe they've been a good bar- curry. <laughs> they've been barbecuing. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Chicken seem- tacos? Or? No, no, mm-hmm. it's not tacos. No. None of those things. Bobby sandwiches. No? So apparently, this scene. Was so again. It's over a hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they were filming with the the food was rotting because it was so hot, and they mm-hmm. were in this room where there's there's no air conditioning, there's no anything. And um, the Edwin Neal, who was the guy who played the hitchhiker, mm-hmm. he says that filming that scene was the worst time of my life, and I had been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was. Wow. 
that's how bad it was. That's pretty bad. Because that scene, it, it has no mercy yeah. and it just keeps going. And so the family gets the idea to let grandpa take a whack at her because he used to be the, the best sledgehammer man at the slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. And that's the reveal of like, he's not dead. He's not dead. He just because looks like a corpse. They, but like, uh, PSC's okay and let's bring him down for dinner. Yes. And they prick her finger and he starts sucking the blood out of her finger. Which and again, it's just like, just when you think you've run out of levels for this thing to be disgusting, and Toby Hooper's like, look what I got up my sleeve, boys and girls. Like, right. new things to make you throw up in your mouth. Uh huh. So they put a bucket down. They, they're, but they're, they're good. They put a bucket down so they're going to catch the blood, give Grandpa the sledgehammer. But Grandpa is like 100 years old and can't even hold the thing up. So it's this like agonizing of where they keep trying to get her, him to hit her on the head. And he's kind of glancing off of it and kind of getting it, but not really getting it. And so she's just being Screaming over and over and again. And screaming. And again, and screaming. this is again where, you know, everyone else is kind of basically gone. Like Sally's like our girl. And again, I am all for like, come on, sweetheart. Like, let's this and that. Da, da, da. And I remember watching this movie and being like, just kill her, please. Like, I was like willing for our heroine to die. Yeah. You know, which is totally like everything that's like anti what got me into these things in the first place was sort of like, you know, the Nancys of the world. And I was just like, just please, please. I was like bl- pleading with the movie to do it. Yeah. When I was walking out of this screening, there were three Mexican girls who were in front of me and they were like, why didn't they just kill her? Just kill totally. her. Totally. Like, so they were on your wavelength. I know. Um, so she eventually does get away running, screaming into the road uh, where she stops a truck driver. Yes. And the truck driver gets out sees Leatherface and just starts hauling ass the other direction. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he stops for He her, does stop and gets like that's out like, of the like that, car that because again she's is covered in blood. Totally. Screaming. And then you see crazy man coming at her with chainsaw. Totally. And rather than like he doesn't get into the truck and then it's just like, bye. Like no. he helps her into the truck and then he gets like a like a ha- or wrench he, or something. He starts, uh, the, he starts chainsawing his door. Right. And so they go out the other side. But he picks up like a wrench or he something, He does right? pick up a wrench. Yeah, that's right. And so they're like running away from Leatherface, who's just, I mean, I can't even imagine if you're just like, loop to do delivering my stuff down the Texas highway, and then what the? And it's like girl covered in blood, guy with face mask with chainsaw, and, it's and he pulls over, you yeah, know? And I was like, it's help. the one, like, one, like, compassionate thing that is done in this movie, and like, thank you, groovy 70s truck driver. Like, Kudos to the truck driver, who, by the way, we don't know whatever really happens to him. No, you're right. I'm like, mm-hmm. he Leatherface is going to go cut that motherfucker up. Because the one awesome thing that guy also does is so like, you know, Sally and the truck driver are running away from Leatherface. He's got the, sli- the, um, uh, the wrench in his hand and he turns around and Leatherface is like 10 feet away from him and he throws his wrench and gets Leatherface right in the face and he falls and that's when his chainsaw falls on his own leg, which is horrible. Um... And then truck driver's like, boo, like off he goes. Like the two of them are off running, but like at least it buys them some time. It's yeah. something, it's somebody doing something. And then like another truck comes, like a pickup truck yeah, comes that's down she, the road. She jumps in the back and is just screaming, go, go, go. And like Leatherface almost gets her. And he's then... like chasing her right behind the truck bed. And she's like, faster, faster, faster. And he's just wildly, insanely swinging that chainsaw. And they have that this great, shot. like that shot. I'm like, there's this shot where it's sort of like, from Sally's point of view where she can just see the back of the pickup and he is like inches from it so, and she is like pressed all the way back against like the, the cab and he's just swinging and swinging and she's like faster, faster, faster and then, you know, she's covered head to toe in blood and this is like also something that will stay with me till the end of time. Um, as the truck is finally starting to get away, she starts hysterically laughing. Mm-hmm. Like she is so filled, like adrenaline filled with like joy. And you know, the further she gets, he gets, she gets away from Leatherface, the more she starts laughing, laughing, laughing. And this movie ends with her and she is hysterical 
with joy. There are no tears. There's no sadness. There's no relief. She's just, she could not be more thrilled yeah. that she, and she looks insane. And you're sort of left with this sort of last image where like, you know, again, we talk a lot about sort of saving the body, saving the spirit or saving the soul kind of dynamic. Um, I mean, man, I don't know about Sally. Like she looks so broken. Like yeah. she survived. I don't know if so, you like, want to survive on her. It. But I mean, she is like, you know, and again, you're right. The beginning of this movie, this girl that we see is like, hey guys, groovy 70s day out with my friends. And at the end, she is in, I mean, kudos to the actress. She does a great job, but like, she is insane. Yeah, at that's the end of that. it. I think that's, I think this is legitimately a character that I think everybody would agree would be better off if she died. And, and like incredibly early, incredibly early. But the you know? torture that she goes through through this entire day and then to live with that for the rest of your life is just terrifying. And so no. I've, I've actually never seen any of the sequels of Texas Chainsaw, even though I know there are several, mm-hmm. because to me, this movie is the most pinnacle of terror yeah. that I don't want. I know they get kind of silly as it goes on, and I don't want that. I just want this. So like in my mind, it's just this perfect, this perfect film. It's, yeah. it's, it's so hardcore and like yeah. this is the thing is like I there's so many people I can't show this movie to mm-hmm. because it's just too much like it's too much for me no and I'm I'm pretty hardcore yeah no, um, it's, it's it's a lot and I guess also too I feel like I guess I'm just not really interested in like this kind of horror is just really hard for me like really it's really, supposed to be hard. I know I know it's just really and I think this is one of the things where I think because I came so late to it like so late in the game to it like I don't know if it's all that's also what's making it like extra hard Mm -hmm. but I have no interest in seeing like other people's take on this thing that's so incredibly difficult so like I am never going to see like five other versions of like this movie like that's just never going to happen but it it can never for me it can never be topped like this is this is it they they hit it in 1974 right on the money Mm -hmm. and it's full of terror and I also really enjoy that we talked about this in the poltergeist episode that like Steven Spielberg of all people sees this one as like I want to work with that guy, you know, like you could not be like making, and again, like from just my hat is totally off to Toby Hooper in a sort of artistic sense of for what he's doing, even though I have, I don't know if there's a movie that I've enjoyed less in my life or I'm just like it, like I felt like it physically hurt to watch it. And I remember the first time we watched it, that after it was done, we both hurt because we'd been clenching ourselves for so long and like clenching our teeth and holding our shoulders tight and like you're just screaming and screaming and screaming and you're just like make it stop an assault but it's it's totally an assault it's that's what it's meant to be and it is it is perfecto no it totally is um my favorite quote from this movie is uh from Franklin earlier uh, after he gets uh, razor bladed in his arm where he says uh if I have any more fun today oops sorry um, if I have any more fun today, I don't think I can take it. I'm my uh, my favorite quote, which uh, actually was the one laugh that this film got, was uh, Leatherface uh, is trying to get through a door at one point and starts like chainsawing the door. Uh-huh. And when his dad comes in, he's like, "Look what your brother did to the door." That's so funny. There you <laughs> go. The one I remember the one uh, the one thing that for some reason I've just having had a reaction to it that had nothing to do with the horror. I was super grossed out by this thing. I don't think I was supposed to be grossed out by. So Franklin has a knife that the creepy hitchhiker cuts himself with. And then later, they stop to get gas, but they don't have any gas. So the girls buy Cokes and they get barbecue. And then Sally asks Franklin for that knife and she uses it to open her Coke. 
And I thought that was so gross. And I don't know if like, I don't think that was, it's like a nothing thing that I'm sure they had no intention or whatever. But she was like, Franklin, give me your knife. And then she's, it still has his blood on it, yeah. which Franklin remarks on. Mm-hmm. And she said to open her Coke and drink. And I was like, bleh, you And know? it's interesting that that knife, which plays so heavily, like in the first half hour, disappears. Totally. We never see it again. Like you think it. it would be like, that's the weapon she comes back with later. But I know. No. Which again is interesting. Like that dynamic is not, I mean, that was one of the, I mean, sitting there watching it for the first time, like I had no idea where this was going to go. So I didn't know if it was the kind of thing where we're having to endure all this, but when Sally gets hers, you know, like, is it going to be a last house on the left situation? We're right. like, when the tables finally turn, stand by to stand by. And that is so not it. It's Mm-mm. her hysterical in the back of this truck, like driving into the Texas sunset, you know? And that I have to say that shot, the last shot of Leatherface, you see him swinging around the chainsaw and yeah. there's the sun flare that they like end on is, is, is a beautiful shot. And there's, this film is shot better than I remembered it watching oh, it on yeah? the big screen. There's actually, there's a lot of like really interesting camera angles and shots and close-ups and edits. And interesting. so it's, it's. I had remember it being like kind of badly shot and it's not, it's actually very well shot. And, but just, if you have the chance to see it on the big screen, man, that's a thing. That's a thing. It was so intense. I just, you know, I'm never going to, I know you're never going to, I mean, I just, and I'm, and I appreciate you watched it for me for once. And that's all I have to ask. You did your best friend duty. So like, even in this podcast, I'm like, um, I feel like everything we review, we're kind of for the most part recommending, you know, because we're not like, let's talk about time wasters. But like, I don't know what to say to you guys because I say, I mean, Ask I know, yourself, are you, are you hardcore enough? You have to be hardcore. Like, please don't it's go me. into this just being like, I'm going to check landmark films off, you know, It's my not list. a fun film. No. But it's a brilliant film. And if it is fun, please don't tell me about it because I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, the person who finds this you, movie fun. Ugh. That's not Yikes. for me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to have that conversation online. So uh, for, we, we rated our films, of course, for the gore factor. Uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bath of blood and five is run for the barf bag of course this film gets a five i mean what else if not this movie um we also have the movie rating uh which is uh one if you're desperate two barely oh sorry one to five chainsaws one if you're desperate huh chainsaws that's where that comes back yeah um, chainsaws two like, barely, a, like a texas chainsaw like massacre. a texas chainsaw it all makes sense now uh two barely qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four not too shabby and five is fantastical and again double fives double five so this is an all-around five film for us yeah it which is, is which again i give myself a lot of credit for that because i am not okay with this movie definitely gave it a five like good for you you know what i mean it deserves that five. yeah because i think that was that, that that that's what that was the lesson in this movie for me we're like really separating um what i think sort of is like okay that is sort of has like artistic merit versus what i enjoyed watching mm-hmm. and i could not enjoy this movie less and i recognize it's because it's a total five like, that's why I'm like, nope, never again. It's because it totally did its job. Knocked it out of the park. Totally. Yeah. So uh, next week, in celebration of Halloween, we'll be watching Halloween. We figured, why go? Why beat her on the bush? Let's just yeah. go straight for the kill here. Let's go straight for it. Yeah. Halloween on Halloween. Yeah. We hope you will actually listen to the Halloween episode on Halloween. That I would make so. us very happy. Yeah, that would be great. I think that this is really solid, like, actually day. If you watch Halloween on Halloween, listen to this podcast, and then go do your ghoulish things in the evening. It's a plan. It's a total plan. Yeah. Follow that plan, guys. We're giving you, we're giving you all the tips. <laughs> Take it from us. <laughs> Many tips. English many, tips. Many tips. Uh, tips. Enjoy us next. <laughs> join us next week. We will be in Haddonfield for Halloween. Yeah. See you guys.